This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 299. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 299. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Mamas, before we dive in today, I have to share with you the Shameless Mom of the Week. So the Shameless Mom of the Week comes from a review left in iTunes, and I have to tell you, it's always so, so touching to go in and see how you have written reviews letting me know how the show has impacted your life. And honestly, it's really hard for me to choose on a weekly basis, just one Shameless Mom of the Week, but it's also really, really fun. And I so appreciate you leaving kind words about the show and letting me know how the show has impacted you because it helps me know how I can continue to serve you. So if you want to leave a review for the Shameless Mom Academy and thereby nominate yourself for Shameless Mom of the Week, go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, which will put you right into our Apple podcast portal. And you can just scroll down to where you can rate and review the show right from there. Note, it is easier on your phone than on your computer. So grab your phone and go ahead and do that now. This review comes from Oh Crazy Hardo. And she says, just can't thank you enough. Oh, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. I really just can't give this podcast enough stars. I love how raw, humble, and relatable you are. This is really the first podcast I've ever fallen in love with. And I really want to say thank you. I'm a stay-at-home mama with two busy, shocker, toddlers in the middle of nowhere and easily begin to lose myself. 
This podcast woke me up and reminds me that there's more to me than just my family and that it's healthy and shame free. Anyway, never leave our podcast world. Thanks again. So I chose this mama for Shameless Mom of the Week because I know there's a lot of you who are living in the middle of nowhere like this mama or feeling like you're losing yourself. And sometimes you don't feel like you are surrounded by people who understand you or can support you. And it can feel like you're living on an island. And sometimes when you are with two toddlers, that can feel like an island of hell. And so I just want to remind you that you are not alone and that you have a community right here. Whether you're listening to the show with just me in your ear or me and an interviewee in your ear, or if you are over in our free Facebook community over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook, there are so many mamas in this community who want to connect with you, who can relate to what you're going through. And I just never want any mama to feel like they are out there having to mama alone. So please, please do lean on this community. Keep listening to the show and also finding support in the places where it's easily accessible, like our free Facebook group. Of course, we also have things like our membership community over at Momentum Mamas and things like that. But just listening to the show and joining our free community is the starting point to just get connected and recognize you don't have to be on your island of hell. You can turn your little island into something way more pleasurable by leaning on us. So thank you. Thank you for that great review. Hello, shameless moms. Here we are. A couple things to celebrate today. I'm pretty fired up. So first of all, Happy New Year. Happy 2019. This is the first episode I've recorded in the new year. There was an episode last Wednesday, which was officially the first episode of the new year. That was the interview with Molly Mayhar, an awesome interview. I was so excited to connect with her finally, after we had been kind of cyber spying on each other for a number of years. But this is the first episode that I recorded in the new year and the first solo episode in the new year. So really excited to be here with you. And congratulations to anyone who made it through 1,336 days of having your children at home for winter break, because, oh my gosh, is that not how long it felt? Wow. On like, let's see, I think it was New Year's Day when it just kind of all came crashing in on me. But I was like, whoa, why do we need to have this break be two weeks long? And someone on Facebook told me that their kids went back to school on last Thursday, I think. That school, like my kids transferring there. So I can't complain a whole lot. Our extended care was actually open for a few days during the break. And Vinny did go a couple times. So I'm so grateful for that. But even with that, Oh, it was long. It was long. And I kind of was like, oh, this will be such a fun, cozy time to just be relaxed and chill out. No, no, we don't need that much relaxation together. Nope. Happy to send him to school and I can relax on my own. So (laughs) I know lots of you are with me. So we are celebrating the new year. We are celebrating kids back in school. We are celebrating episode 299. This is the week of the 300th episode of the Shameless Mom Academy. On Wednesday will be the actual 300th episode, and that'll be an interview with my friend and colleague and ridiculously shameless mom, Rose Wetzel. Rose Wetzel has been on American Ninja Warrior, I think like three times. She's a sponsored athlete in obstacle racing, 
she's just an all around badass. And we used to work together as personal trainers. And so I was so, so excited to get her on the show. Like literally as soon as I found out she was pregnant, which would have been like two years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, now that you're pregnant, you're a shameless mom and you have to come on my podcast. So this interview was a couple of years in the making. And I'm very excited that Rose will be our 300th episode. So make sure you turn in for that on Wednesday. Today will be like our informal celebration of 300 episodes since it's just you and me together this whole time. And it's funny, I actually originally thought I should do some sort of like 300 lessons learned in 300 episodes. And then I was like, no, that's too many lessons to come up with. And then I really realized that what I think would be most valuable today is to talk about how to be a little unconventional in the new year. So yes, I want to celebrate that we are approaching this massive milestone of 300 episodes, but I also really want to give you something that's super valuable because I think this is a time of year that can be a little rough for people. I think we put a lot of expectations on ourselves to do big things in January. And if you are like a high achiever, a perfectionist, someone prone to anxiety or depression, this can be a triggering month. It's easy to feel inadequate in January if you just don't have a clear sense of direction and like immediate action steps that you're eager to jump into. So I felt like that was the more appropriate direction to take this episode. But I do want to really acknowledge all of you who have been listening to the show, especially if you've been with me since day one, making it to 300 episodes is huge. Like the average podcast doesn't make it past like 12 episodes or something like I don't know the exact statistic, but it's something like that. It's a crazy low number. So I'm just honored beyond everything that you are here with me and that the show has grown in the way that it has. And I do not take it for granted at all. And I appreciate you all being a part of the journey with me. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And they're countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. 
This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. And with all that said, I am in the Facebook group and our free Facebook group over at Shameless Mom Every Damn Day making sure that I'm checking in with you all and getting feedback from you on a regular basis so that I know what you want. And I actually recently asked what guests you want to see on the show in 2019. And wow, I love that you all think I have like the keys to the kingdom on this one because the names you threw out there was like Michelle Obama and who else? Um, Oprah. Glennon Doyle. And I was like, Kristen Bell. I'm like, you guys, you realize like these people have massive gatekeepers in their PR team. I'm not sure I can get access to any of those people, but I have a list. So I made my own list. I'm taking notes from the list you all provided. And I promise you this is going to be a fantastic year. So I'm so excited to be kicking off a new year, kicking off another hundred episodes and coming up, we're going to be on our third year, kicking off year three with the, of the, I guess it'll be year four. The podcast turns three years old in March. So lots of big, exciting stuff. What I want to talk about today is that are definitely going to be counterculture to what you're hearing and seeing about the new year. And I'm hoping this will put your mind at ease. And I'm hoping that if you are anything like me and woke up on New Year's Day feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm already behind based on what I'm seeing on everyone else's social media, I'm hoping that this will help you calm down a little because it's only the 7th. If you're listening to this in live time, it's only January 7th. There's plenty of year left for you. So if you are already feeling like you're behind, we are going to take care of that today. I'm really excited to talk about these uncommon and super effective New Year's practices that I think will really help you ease your way into the new year to have a more powerful and productive year. Because I think that what we often do is we dive into a new year a little bit mindlessly and sometimes a little bit carelessly because we feel rushed to start new things on January 1st. And that often doesn't serve us for the long haul. And that often doesn't actually get us the things that we really want. It often sets us up for failure instead of for success. So we're going to dive into all of that today. I do want to add that I am offering my 2019 plan and prep pajama party 
next Sunday, January 13th, we are doing that. And that's a virtual workshop where I will be meeting on Zoom. And there are a few spots left. So if you are someone who's still looking to gain clarity around your goals for 2019, and you really want some help and support putting together a blueprint to turn your ideas into action steps, this is going to be the place for you. So if you're listening today, and the things that I talk about today really resonate with you, and you're like, I need some more space to prepare for this year, the workshop is definitely going to be for you. So if you want more information on that, you can pop over there now and check out the details. That's over at shamelessmom.com forward slash pajama party. And it's a pajama party because we are doing this on a Sunday morning from 8 to 11 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern time. And I expect everyone to show up in their pajamas with a big, huge cup of coffee and or whatever else you want to put in your mug. But yeah, this is going to be like fun, casual, but also give us some space to be mindful and thoughtful and productive around really how we want to shape our new year. And I just know it's going to be magical. I've started sharing some of the information with Momentum Mamas already, and they're kind of blown away by how they're going to implement and plan out their new year. So lots of fun things coming with that workshop that I think will really be helpful. So if you're listening today and you're like, yes, I need more of this and more support around this, definitely check out the workshop. And again, that's at shamelessmom.com forward slash pajama party. And you need to get registered by Wednesday. So just go do it right now because otherwise I'm afraid registration will close or be sold out before you get a chance to do it. All right. So let's talk about five uncommon but super effective New Year's practices. So these are definitely going to be counterculture and they're going to be things where you're like, oh wow, that's such a relief. (laughs) So the first thing I want to say is number one, don't start anything new on January 1st. So you're welcome. I don't think you should start your New Year's resolutions on January 1st. I don't think you should implement new goals. I think that there's way too much chaos around the holidays for you to be making plans for what you want to do for the next 365 days. So maybe your situation is different, but I think just kind of in the grand scheme of things, like over the holidays, we're home with family. Sometimes we're traveling. There's a lot of chaos going on. And I think it's really important that you wait till you have a little bit of time, a little bit of space, a little bit of clarity around what you really want, and then you start implementing. So I'm actually not a fan of starting new things on January 1st, whether that's a new exercise routine, whether it's starting your morning meditation, like whatever the thing is, I think you should wait and determine what you really want to start and when you really want to start it from a more thoughtful perspective. And I know for me, I could not think of any of those things until my child was back in childcare. Like I could not have Vinny sitting next to me in my office pretending to play office with me (laughs) while I'm trying to do things for the podcast and also be thinking about goals for the upcoming year. Like that just was not a place for me to be productive. And I think that you all would agree with me that we need some space and grace to do those, to think about what we really want in the new year. So number one, do not start anything new on January 1st. Give yourself the space to plan a little more thoughtfully. And I'll tell you more how to do that in just a minute here. Number two, I want you to spend some time with your calendar. So often we think of setting New Year's goals and resolutions around this like long list of big dreams that we need to come at and attack and figure out action plans around. And I think that we can actually start doing that a little more thoughtfully if we just sit with our calendar. And so this can actually, I think, from like someone who likes to be organized and use organizational tools, I think that this actually feels really good too. Like it helps me feel a lot of mental clarity just around like organizing time and space. 
So I went through my calendar and I made sure that we have all of our family vacations on the calendar for the year. I have all my work travel on the calendar so far, like what I know of so far. Even things in the summer where I was like, okay, like I know we want to do this one thing, but I'm not quite sure which week. I blocked out like a couple weeks to be like, okay, I know we want to go to Cannon Beach, but I don't know quite which weekend. Just blocked out like three options. I put a number of family events on the calendar. So I added to the family calendar happy hour with my husband every Thursday at five o'clock. And then I send him a calendar invite to it. And he was like, wait, what is this? So we talked about this in September. I was like, hey, Vinny is in childcare till six o'clock on Thursdays this year. How about we do happy hour every Thursday? And we kind of never started it. Like we did it, I think twice and then just like dropped the ball. So I was like, okay, I'm putting it on the calendar. So I put that on the calendar for the new year. So every Thursday from five to six is blocked out for us to just grab a drink right by Vinny's school before we pick him up. I went in and I did some work planning on my calendar as well. Like I blocked out chunks of time every week to do specific tasks so that they don't catch up to me by the end of the week. So I blocked out like every Thursday afternoon to do some specific things. I blocked out the first Friday morning of every month. I blocked out a three-hour block for monthly planning. This is like this is going to blow my mind. I just know it because I spent like two hours planning out my whole year yesterday and it was so fun and exciting to me. And I felt like I just had so much clarity around it. And now I've given myself the gift of doing that monthly, the first Friday of every month, just blocked out that in my calendar. I blocked out time the first week of every month on Monday to do some podcast planning to make sure I have all my episodes up for the month ready to go. So just things that created space in my calendar for me to see how things could roll out without me feeling like what has happened in the past is that so many things get booked on my calendar that I'm trying to like fit necessary things in in inconvenient times and cram them between scheduled appointments. So this year I was like, okay, what needs to be done on a monthly basis and on a weekly basis that I could time block in advance to make sure that it gets done. So for you, this might be things like you might block every Sunday from, you know, 10 to noon is church time. Or maybe every Sunday from 10 to noon is like go work out by yourself time. Or every Sunday from 10 to noon is meal prep time. So it can be a lot of different things, but you might want to look at what do you want to block out on your calendar every week or every month that's going to help you really feel like you have some more manageability around your calendar. And I know for me, that immediately made me feel way more excited about my year. Like I just automatically opened up space for the things I needed more space for and more time for this year. And now my dog is whimpering to get out of my office. So let's push pause for a second while I let her out. Number three. So number three, this is loaded. Like (laughs) you might want to take some notes on this one. Number three is going to be our biggest one here. Number three is for you to spend more time listening than planning in the first couple weeks of the new year. And here's what I mean by that. I want you to create time so that you will have the space and grace to really listen into your head and your heart to figure out what you really want. And this will prevent you from falling into old traps around the conventional ideas around resolutions. So here's why this is so important. Because now I send an email out about this. If you're on my email list, I do send out Friday newsletters, which are kind of freaking awesome. So if you're not on that email list, make sure you get that. And you can do that if you just go to shamelessmom.com forward slash newsletter, you'll get my shameless Friday emails. So I sent out an email about five things to not do regarding resolutions and goal setting for the year. So I'm going to kind of just do a quick review of that here in a minute. But this falls under this category of spending more time listening than planning, because here's the thing with resolutions and goals. 
it's really easy to fall into conventional patterns around this. And conventional patterns tell us that every single woman on the planet on January 1st should go on a diet. And that is complete BS. So I want you to be really careful around what you're planning so that you're not planning resolutions that are punishments, like things like, I'm going to do a seven-day sugar detox because I ate too many cookies and I feel like crap. No, like that's not a resolution. That's a punishment. And a resolution or a goal should be something that lights you up and fuels you and that you're excited about. It should not be a punishment. So number one, I don't want this to be a punishment. Number two, I don't want your resolutions or goals to be things that you dread. So we often, along the lines of punishments, we often make resolutions things that we dread. Like this year, I'm going to do like be better at tax planning. I'm going to do my taxes every Sunday from five to seven. Like that sounds horrible. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't a time and a place to have goals around your financial goals and those kinds of things, but make sure that you're setting things up, not in a way that you're going to dread them. So for example, I know couples who will do financial family meetings as part of their date night. And this can be a fun thing. Like you go to a fun restaurant or bar, you take a laptop, you get a drink, and then you do some financial planning. And that can be way more fun than like every Sunday when we're all spent from a busy weekend, I'm going to sit down and pull out a spreadsheet of expenses. Like that just sounds like torture, right? So be really careful that you're not creating resolutions that you dread. And how can you reframe things in a way that feel positive? So an example of this would be something like, I'm going to start running six miles every morning at 4am, even though it's like freezing cold and dark out. No, why would you do that? Instead, Could you find something like if you want a resolution around exercise, could you find something that you love that you actually look forward to? Maybe get a Peloton. And if you have to do a 5 a.m. workout, do it in your basement with Peloton or maybe use the Beachbody app, a new sponsor here at the show, Beachbody. Use the Beachbody app, which is what I use. And I do my workouts in my guest bedroom by pushing play on a video. And I love, love, love the workouts. I love the trainers and that makes it feel fun to me. So it doesn't feel like a punishment. I've actually cut my running back over the years because running was starting to feel like a punishment to me. And so now when I use running for exercise, it's because it feels really good and because it helps me think and process and it basically feels like therapy. It's not for burning calories. It's not because I want to lose weight. It's not because I need to go out in the pouring rain. Like I have a rule. I don't run in the rain anymore. And that's so counter to how I used to set goals. I used to be like, I'm going to run four days a week, no matter what. Now I'm like, nope, it's raining, not going running because I don't want my exercise to be a punishment. So I'm more than happy to push play on a video instead of going out running in the cold and the rain in the dark in Seattle. The next piece of this, the third part of what I don't want you to avoid is do not set goals following other people's dreams and desires. So a lot of times we see other people doing things and we think, well, this is what they did to reach a certain level of success or happiness or perceived joy that we see on their Instagram. So I should do that too. So this mom, I know she started a blog and Now she's making money. So I guess that's what I should do too, except for that I hate writing and I never have time to sit at my computer and I don't even know what I would talk about. So probably starting a blog is not the right thing for you. Starting a blog might be a great idea if you know you want to write a book this year and you just want to get in the habit of writing routinely, but don't just start a blog because you think that like that's what every mom who wants to start a side hustle should do. So we often look at other people's path and we think, oh, well, that's what they did to get from point A to point B. So that's what I have to do. And that's not true. You don't have to do that. And I've been really conscientious in building the Shameless Mom Academy after selling my gym. I've been really conscientious around what do I want to do to build a business that I really love and that really serves me so that I don't get burnt out in the ways that I got burnt out around the gym. 
or so that I'm not getting roped into things that I have to do repeatedly that I don't enjoy. So I'm being really conscientious. And that's been a struggle for me. I've actually had to take more time and space in building this business than I really wanted to, because I wanted to be so intentional about building something that I love, not just building the thing that would make me money the fastest. Next, make sure that you don't set goals that are simply the next logical thing to do. So oftentimes we think like, well, this year I'm going to go for a promotion, or I'm going to go back to school for something. Sometimes we think of those things as the next logical thing to do, but those aren't always the right thing to do. So don't go for a promotion at your job if you don't like your company or your boss or your coworkers. No, like go find another job. That should be the goal. So sometimes we are so on like such a linear path that we just keep seeing things and like we maintain momentum in the same direction, even though that's not the direction that we're feeling really passionate about. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. So check with yourself. And instead of going up for a promotion at your current job, if it's not lighting you up, start looking at like, what else am I qualified to do? Like, what would make me so excited if a year from now I could be sitting in a different job with a different title, doing something different, making different money, having a different coworker, supervising different kinds of people, working for a different cause? How would it feel to be there versus staying in something that's familiar and just moving up the chain at that more familiar thing that doesn't really light you up anymore? And then the last thing I don't want you to do is I don't want you to keep setting goals that keep you trapped in old patterns, old habits, and old routines or old relationships that no longer serve you. So an example of this might be making a resolution or a goal around like, I'm going to be more involved in the PTA this year, even though you don't have any time for self-care or any time for yourself. Like, no, don't volunteer more at your kid's school if you don't have time to like take a bath, take a nap, go for a walk, get in a workout. And I know like most of us don't have time for a lot of those things. But if you don't have time to do like one of those things on a regular basis, then you should not be signing up to do more volunteering at your kid's school. So we often think that there's like these duties that we have to fulfill and that like we need to check these certain boxes, but those don't necessarily serve you. So I want you to really think about what does serve you. So I know for me, I have the flexibility to volunteer in Vinny's classroom pretty much any time of day, any day of the week. 
but I'm really specific about when I will volunteer. And it's usually only at the 8am options right after drop off, I will go into his classroom and four or five days a week, they need volunteers in his classroom to help kids learning their sight words. So I'll go in and do that for 20 minutes. I, on very rare occasions, will go in during math class, which is at noon from 12 to 1, because that's much more disruptive to my workflow. Now, that said, I have the flexibility to do that. And I actually really enjoy doing that, but it's disruptive to my workflow. So I'm only willing to sacrifice those time slots every so often. I'm not going to do that on a weekly basis. I'm more than happy on a weekly basis to stay when I'm already there at drop-off, stay for an extra 20 minutes and do sight words. So I'm really conscientious around just because I have the flexibility to participate in school volunteering doesn't mean that I'm going to sign up for everything. It doesn't mean that I'm... In fact, I actually got asked to do some coaching for Girls on the Run and I immediately replied to the email. I was like, yes, I totally want to do it. But then when I saw the commitment, I was like, actually, I can only do this if I can be in a support role, but I can't be a head coach because I can't commit to 10 weeks of two day a week practices. Like I have other things planned already during some of those times. It would involve me missing T-ball when T-ball starts and I'm not willing to do that. So yes, I would love to do that, but it's not going to work for me right now. So being really conscientious around falling into a trap of doing something that you feel like you should do that would check a box versus really looking inward to see what makes the most sense for you based on where you're at right now and what you want to work toward. So those five things are the things I don't want you to do. And those all coincide with or fall under the category of spend more time listening than planning because those are the planning traps that we get into. The planning traps are that we make resolutions that are punishments. We make resolutions that we dread. We set goals based on other people's dreams and desires. We set goals that are simply the next logical thing to do. And we set goals that keep us trapped in old habits, old patterns, and old relationships that no longer serve us. So I want you to do more time listening to your head and your heart to figure out what sounds really good. Step away from the conventional ideas that you should be going on a diet or that you should be going for the next promotion or that you should be volunteering more in your kid's classroom. Step away from those things and think about what sounds really good to you. So I know for me, what sounds really good for me is having more space in my calendar. So I created that space. (laughs) What sounds really good to me is having more family travel because I have a lot of work travel this year. So having more family travel. So getting that on the calendar right now. What another thing that sounds good to me, this is like, (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm not sure it totally sounds good. I'm eager to try. I want to learn to ski this year. Now I'm historically a complete disaster on a mountain. So this might be a mess but I really want to learn to do that this year. And so that means there's a lot of other things I'm saying no to because I'm going to go with Vinny and be up on a mountain for nine Saturdays in a row. I will definitely be reporting and letting you know how it goes. But that's what I'm making space for. And I had to get quiet and listen to myself to identify that those are the things that feel really good to me. Those are the things I want to be working toward. And those are more important than a lot of other conventional resolution type things and goals that other people around me might be making or that kind of the larger culture around me commonly makes. So number four, the fourth uncommon but super effective New Year's practice I want you to work on. Instead of setting goals, I want you to make dream lists. So I did this a couple days ago and it was so fun. I pulled out a notebook and I decided I'm gonna, so I'm like a total... I'm old school. I have a spiral notebook. Everyone always asks me what planners I love. And there are some great planners out there. I do really like the passion planner and the panda planner, which I've mentioned in different contexts before, but I still just need like a place to write a lot of lists. And so I don't really use any prescribed planner, although 
a lot of people in my community do like those too, if you're like looking for a good journal. But I use a spiral notebook and I got one with a hot pink cover. So, you know, it's branded for the Shameless Mom Academy and it's divided into three sections. And so in those sections, I can plan out 2019 in different ways. And so I have some space to do weekly to-do lists, which I do every week. I track weekly wins in there. And then in one of the sections, it's just basically my dream list. So I created a dream list of goals for the new year for the business. I created a dream list for my family and myself. I created a list of things I want to stop doing and a list of things I want to start doing. And then I created a list of dream guests for the podcast for the year. I created a list of dream topics for the year. I created a list of podcasts that I want to be a guest on. So I basically just started making a bunch of dream lists. And this was so fun for me. And now here's the beauty in this. Now when I go to set goals... I can make my goals based on the dream list. So right now I have 22 people on my list of dream guests for the new year. And it's anyone from, let me see here. I have Sarah Blakely, who is the founder of Spanx. I have Cecil Richards, who's the recently retired CEO of Planned Parenthood. I have Sean T, the workout king who has twin baby boys. I have Trisha Davis, Macklemore's wife on here. I have Kat and Nat, who actually there's conversations happening about having Kat and Nat come on the show. If you follow them, they're hilarious moms. So this is like a great list. So now when I go to set goals for the year, I can be like, okay, so I'm going to reach out to two people for my dream list every week. That's a super actionable step, right? So from my dream list, now I can create action steps. And this feels really fun. This doesn't feel like, you know, if I just put a goal of like book 25 new guests in the next two months. That doesn't really sound fun. But when I create the list first of the dream guests, and then I create the goal of booking to a week or whatever, that feels super fun and super exciting. So make your dream list. If you've come to the workshop, the plan and prep pajama party workshop on January 13th, we will be doing this for sure. So you'll get to do it with me. And I'm going to share more about my list and what I put on my list. Because I've really had a lot of fun doing this. And I'll definitely use this again. So instead of setting goals, make dream lists. And then from there, you can start to create action steps based on your dreams. So then we go to number five, the number five uncommon, but super effective New Year's practice that I want you to start this year is make your action steps smaller, make them even tiny, tiny steps, tiny action, tiny habits, because we make things too big. And then we don't do them. So you can have a goal of making $100,000 this year. But I also want to know how are you going to make $1,000 this month? You can have a goal of quitting your job this year. But you also need to have a goal of like, I'm going to update my resume this week. So you have the big goal. And then you have like the tiny little thing that you can do in like 30 minutes or so this week before Friday afternoon or before Sunday afternoon. So be really clear on chunking it down. And we'll talk a lot about that in the workshop, but you have to be able to chunk things down because especially in a busy household with kids, it is really hard to chunk things down small enough to get them done in short amounts of time. But often that's all we have. Like most of us do not have like, oh, now I just happen to have four hours of free time to do something. Like when does that happen? That doesn't happen. So we have to be able to chunk things down. So I want to know how are you chunking things down? For us, we're going to Europe this spring. Chunking things down is like, 
Okay, so today we're going to look at possible dates. Next week, we're going to look at Airbnbs. Then next week, we're going to look at flight options and see if we can use miles or not. Like it's little tiny things. It's not just like book Europe. That's not an action step. An action step is like a list of all the little things I can do 15 to 30 minutes at a time to feel like I'm making progress and building momentum. Okay, so I hope this was super helpful. I gave you a ton of information. So if you were driving while you were listening to this or working out, I hope you took a few notes. Definitely come back and listen again because so much of this is actionable this week. Please share this episode. I want you to share this episode with other mamas because I want everyone to feel like you're not behind if you didn't already start the new year, if you didn't already start making those goals and creating those dreams. You have plenty of time and you are not too late and you are not behind and we're actually just getting started. So that said, I would love for you to join me in the plan and prep pajama party on this coming Sunday, January 13th. So pop on over to shamelessmom.com forward slash pajama party to get all the details on that. Registration does close Wednesday. So make sure that you register before then. There's only a handful of spots left. So if it sells out, it sells out. Registration closes. If it sells out before Wednesday, registration closes then. But this will be a three-hour workshop where you will get to dig into all this. We will go through and implement everything I just talked about on a much deeper level, and we get to do it together, and it's going to be a ton of fun. Like I'm already having conversations with people who are attending, and we're already like laughing. There's going to be a lot of laughing. Planning does not have to be boring. Planning can be super, super fun. So I'm very excited about this. I'm very excited to have you. Those of you who are signed up, I think we already have like 60-some people signed up. It's going to be a ton of fun. And we all get to be on video conferencing together, which is also super fun. So if you've never done that before, it's a really fun experience. But like I said, we're showing up in pajamas. So like you're going to be on video. No one's allowed to show up glam. It's going to be early and we're there to work and have fun. All right. If this has been helpful, like I said, share it out. Let me know how I can help you and support you in any of this. I love hearing from you and I cannot wait to be part of your 2019. Thank you. Thank you for your support over the course of 300 episodes and over the course of a whole another year in the year of 2018. I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. 
Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.